morning, everybody. This is your boy, Isaac Murd, man, a.k.a. The Finisher. Welcome to the den. Today, we got a very special guest. I'm not going to go into all the introductions. I'm just going to let her tell her story. I met this young lady over the internet, and her story is remarkable. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to Miss Toy Sip the Tea. Back when, how you doing this afternoon? I'm good. How you doing? Hi, everyone. Lord have mercy. I'm going to tell you, I sat last night and I was going through some of your inserts of the book. Powerful message. Powerful, man. Thank you. Powerful. You You know, it it just brought back so many um, things about me when I read your book. It was just it's just incredible. Everything that you've gone through and you at this point in your life where you can really sit down and talk about your experiences but you know i'm normally i i give away but i'm, I'm gonna let you tell her tell the audience what is the name of your book the secret she kept and the lies she told so how did you come up with that name <laughs> growing up baby the life i'm living no guidance whatever i seen that's what i thought what was, you know, I was supposed to do, I was basically a follower. So it was a lot of sex and betrayals. And yeah, like I was a follower. So that's how I got the secret she kept and the lies she told. I'm going to tell you something. Reading some of those inserts, man, you you was, um you was, it seemed like you was more of a protector too because you didn't have no problem putting them hands up. <laughs> Because I always felt like I had to defend myself. Because I'm the only child, so I always felt like I had to defend myself. Well, you was defending more than yourself. You was fighting for a whole lot of people also. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't wouldn't even fight for me. They wouldn't even bust a grape for me. So what was it like growing up, man, in Bella? Belglade? Belglade is a small country town like we're very country we have nothing there like if we want to go to the mall we had to go to west palm beach to go to the malls so it's just like us growing up over there we're into sports so that's why you get a lot of athletes out of Belgrade, florida that get drafted to the nfl because we good in sports tracking basketball football those type of things where it seems as, as small as the town is, pretty much a lot of small towns, they focus on a, on a sports um, element of the town. So I most definitely understand that. But, man, yeah. let's get into this book, man, West Palm Beach. Tell us a little bit about that because that's going to be – that's interesting. So West Palm Beach is like a big city compared to Bell Glade. From being country to moving to the city, like it's a lot to get into. It's always something to do. So me meeting people and they introducing me to everybody is like, it was just crazy. And then I got into the stripping game. So it was just... It's so much, guys. It's just so much. You know, I'm I'm sitting up here and I'm thinking, and I'm like, man, we might have to do a three-part series on this because um, it's so many aspects of your book and your story is just so interesting. You know, um, one part of your book, you talk about um, 
how you were raised by your grandmother and she spoiled you. What was that like? Oh my God. I wish I wouldn't, I wouldn't have never choose to go live with my mom because with my grandma, it was structure. So now I get it. But then I didn't get it because my mom would let me do what I want to do. So what kid don't want to be with the person that would let them do whatever they want to do when you're thinking the other person is just being mean? And the whole while, like my grandma's mother wasn't being mean. She was just teaching me the way of life and how she wanted my life to be, it which seems, was a good thing, you know? It seems like many of us had that grandmother because I had a grandmother like that granny pat loved her to death but hated to go spend time with her because i knew <laughs> i wouldn't be able to get my way man and it was yeah. just it was a learning experience looking back on it now it was the best thing that happened to me during that point in my life right so it's like you you get that like you want to go there because you know she's going to spoil you but at the same time when you want to run the streets with your friends she's not going to let you do it but when you yeah, but when you with your mom, she I don't care go, but be home by such and such and such, you know. So, so tell us how did it come about? Um, you getting into the stripper game? I know you mentioned quite a few. You had a quite quite a few buddies that was an influence, but tell our audience like how did that come about? I went one night with um a neighbor that stayed upstairs from my mom. Um, she was a dancer, but I wasn't going there to dance. I just wanted to get out the house. So I was like, I'm gonna go to work with you. And she was like, okay. So I went there hanging out or whatever. And I seen all this money that they was making. And I told the manager when the night was over, I was like, oh, I'm coming back tomorrow. And he was like, no, you're not. And I was like, I'm so serious. I'm coming back tomorrow. And baby, the next day we got up, she took me to go get some dancing outfits because back then, like, you didn't have to be all glammed up like they are now. Like, you could just have on some booty shorts and, like, a sports bra or some bra and panties and you're fine. Now it's totally different. Like, you can't go there with that type of stuff on now. So um, the next day I went back and from there I was like get a nine to five like i had kept a nine to five but not all the time it was just like mm -mm. it's when i wanted a break from the strip club then i go find me a job but other than that baby that money was too good i was like fuck a nine to five so how were you how old were you then 19 you were 19 were you still at your grandmother's house no i was living with my mom in west palm so how did you keep that from her i did the next, <laughs> the next day when I got home, I gave her some money and she was like, where did you get this money from? And I was like, oh, this dude I talked to, he gave it to me last night in the club. She was like, bitch, you lying. You're a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> You're a stripper. And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, okay. Like, she didn't fuss at me or anything, but I ended up moving out her house the same day because I had made all this money. And I'm like, if this is what I'm going to be doing, I don't want nobody to be telling me I can't be coming in their house all the time of night. So I gave her some money. Then I found, like, um, this little hotel to stay in where you could pay, like, weekly, daily, or monthly. So I had moved into that and... I just was dancing until I got me an apartment. 
in the book you talk about um your mother being addicted how did that how did that affect you um it really affected me a lot because she was not around like that um when she did come around I was like so excited. It's like, you know how you have an absent father and then when your daddy come around because you love your daddy, you'd be so excited. Like that how, that's how it was with me and my mom. And it was times I'd be on punishment and my grandmother wouldn't let me go with her and I'd just be crying and it hurts me when she don't let me go with her because it's like, I don't know the next time I'm going to see her and you won't let me go because I'm on punishment. So, Yeah. You know, as I was I was reading the book, it, you know, it it was parts of it that um I just giggled because understanding, you know, putting my myself in your place as a male and understanding like all the trials and tribulations that you were going through in school, and all the peer pressure that you know you had to face in school. But in school, man, you did a lot of fighting, man. You was Ooh, you was throwing yes. them hands, man. So let's talk <laughs> about that, man. You a little rumbler. I, and, and, and as I was reading, I was just giggling because I was a protector myself. So I didn't yeah. have a problem fighting for anybody else because the one thing that I hated the most was bullies. So as you say in the book, tell us about all these hoes you had to fight. <laughs> man. It was crazy because all of it came after my baby father got killed. Like these was, remind you now, these was the same girls that came to, okay, he died like during the week. No, he died on a Sunday. And then when I went to school that Monday, everybody that knew him because he was very known. So everybody that know that knew him, I didn't even know that they knew me. And they came to my classroom and they called me out. They told my teacher, like, can they speak with me? So she let me go out <clears throat> to talk to them. So everybody was just embracing me, telling me, oh, he was our friend. That was my homeboy. If you need anything, we hear yada, yada, yada. But later on, like, everybody just started wanting to fight me. Like, I literally can't tell you what happened why they just switched up like that but they wanted to fight me so we fought i ain't give a damn about me being pregnant i never forget that fight we was in the cafeteria i beat her ass all across that cafeteria let me tell you something <laughs> i was reading the inserts man and it was like you was like and i'm out here rumbling and i'm pregnant i was like man look ahead look ahead look ahead you didn't go for nothing. You was just a little scrapper, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how my mom was. My mom was a fighter. Every time I turned around, that lady was going to jail. At least I wasn't in and out of jail. <laughs> so let's get back to the stripping part. How long did that last? Um, Off and on for years. I literally got out of the strip club in 2015. Mm. So from age 19 to how old I was in 2015, I want to tell my age on these people show, but, <laughs> but for years I was in and out of the strip club, in and out, in and out, in and out. I'll quit. Then I'll go back like that type of thing. Like that's kind of like 
why I don't really like hanging in the strip clubs because that's how I found myself always back in the strip club. I go there hanging out and I see all see these girls making all this money and then I find myself like wanting to go back. So that's kind of why now I don't too much like hanging in the strip clubs. So I know in the beginning you talked about, you know, when your girlfriend took you there and you saw all this money being passed around and all the money that everybody was making and that became enticing. Throughout that time, you going back and forth in the strip, the strip clubs, was it just about the money or was it about something else? No, it was about the money, but at the same time, I felt like... I just wanted to be in that environment because it was fast because I went from being a dancer to a bartender. So I think it was like the environment for me. You enjoyed being more of able, the ambiance, huh? Yeah, being able to party at the same time, make money. So tell me about um tell me a little tell us a little more about your first baby daddy and, and how you guys really met. We was walking through the mall one day, me and my homegirl, and he had grabbed my arm and I snatched away from him because I'm the type of girl like I don't like people to grab on me and stuff. I don't I hate that. Like approach me the right way. I don't care like how I look, don't grab on me. And he grabbed my hand and I snatched away and then he was like, Um, what's up? And I was like, You look familiar. And he was like, I, don't, I ain't never seen you before. Because he really didn't see me when I was in the car with my homegirl, but I seen him. So he was, um, he was like saying he didn't know me. Then he gave, we, you know, we switched numbers or whatever. And from there, we just started talking and chilling. And he'll come pick me up. We'll go riding and all that type of stuff. So that's how me and him met. And he was older than me. He was 21 and I was 15 at the time. Did you know he was in the streets at that time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it. You was 15. He was 21. So you like those older guys, huh? Yeah. Then. Then. Back then. (laughs) (laughs) Back then. Uh, So tell us about some some of these. Tell us about Remy Jones. A fucking hoe. <laughs> like she wear this mask to pretend that she's just so better than everybody. But in reality, like all these ways that I had, I learned them from her. How did you guys connect? In high school, I had just moved to West Palm, started going to the school um, called Palm Beach Lakes High School. And I was running track at first, and then I wanted to be a cheerleader. So I went to cheerleader tryouts, and she was there. She was, like, standoffish, like, by herself. So I was like, why ain't nobody talking to this girl? So I went over there and was talking to her and stuff. And she seemed cool, so I was like, okay, let me get your number. So we had switched numbers and stuff. And then the next day she came to school, she came running up to me saying that these girls were trying to jump her. So I'm like, what? So me being a friend, because that's just how I am. Like, if I fuck with people, like, I'm going to stand up for them. So I said that ain't nobody going to fuck with you. Like, she she was her mom only child, too. So I think that's why I connect with her a lot. 
So it was like, come on, bro. Like all y'all, it was like 10 girls trying to fight her. So when I went to a homeroom, two of the girls was in my class and they was like, LaFonda, stay out of this. This has nothing to do with you. You don't know her, how we know her. Cause they know I was new to the school. So they was cool with me too. So they was telling me like to stay out of it. They was like, you don't know how we know her. Like that whole always fucking people, boyfriends and stuff. And I was like, I don't care. That's my friend. Y'all ain't going to jump her. Like if y'all want to fight her one-on-one, y'all can fight her one-on-one, but I'm not going to stand there and let y'all jump her or whatever. So then me and them got into it. Then the teacher had kicked them out because of course they had approached me. So the teacher kicked them out or whatever. So from that day, me and her was friends. There you go again, throwing them hands up in the air, girl. Because they weren't going to jump that girl. Like, 10 of y'all for one girl. Like, come on. Being the protector that you <laughs> are. I love it, man. I love it. You know, um, we most definitely, most definitely got to make this a three-part because there's so much about the book. It's so many mm-hmm. questions and so many other conversations that I would love to have with you, man. But for our audience, um, when you look back on your life, um, what advice would you give a young girl that's in your position or thinking about being in your position? What would you say to them right now? Right now, I would say to all the young girls, like, just because you see that fabulous life, it's not all that that you think it is like we literally go through hell and we don't say that much we only paint the picture as in money is good everything is good but if you can't avoid going to the strip clubs being a dancer don't do it don't do it and if you have to if that's something you have to do and i mean you have to do it to get on your feet go in there be strong have a good mindset know what you're in there for get it and get out get in and get out mm-hmm. that could be kind of tough especially when that money's coming in and it's so fluent and it's if so you, accessible you know but if you strong-minded it won't be hard i believe it takes a special type of young lady to be able to to be able to do that you got to be strong-minded that's one thing every dancer no matter what club i went to all dancers told me like successful like why you here bro like you don't have to be here you choose to be here i said exactly i don't look at this as a career they did because that's all they knew they knew exactly. nothing else. They didn't want to get a job because the money that they was making. I don't care if they came to work some nights and they didn't make no money. It's okay because come that Friday or Saturday, go make up for all the days that they didn't make money. So they get caught up with that because they're young-minded. They're not strong enough. But all the dancers used to tell me that they look up to me because at the same time, like I said, I had jobs too. So it's sometime I won't come there. I don't come there like that. I wasn't a regular like that. I come on my days off. Then it was, wait a minute, if the money getting back good, good in here, I'm walking out with big bags. So then I'm quitting my job and turning to a full-time stripper. But when the money got slow, I went and got me a job. 
Sewing. And that's what they liked about me. And they was like, I I just can't do no nine to five. I said, well, baby, you sitting here telling me how you're struggling with your bills and stuff, but yet you here faithfully. Exactly. Why not get your job? <laughs> exactly. So if you had one word to describe that environment, what would it be? Whew, very grimy. Very grimy. No hoes barred, huh? None. Every, every, <laughs> everybody for themselves. Yes, yes. People that you're thinking your friend. Baby, when you're not at work, ain't no customer. Yeah, he's coming up just for you when you're there. But baby, when you're not there and they seeing that all that money he's spending on you, friend or no friend, baby, they going to dance that man. They, they going to get, get that money, girl. They mm -hmm. going to get it. Trust me. And they going to do extra. You. And they going to do extra. <laughs> the things that you're not doing, they going to do it for him. So most definitely moving forward how has life been after the strip clubs for you um i mean i had my struggles it's been up and down but i got my faith in god so i don't have to i don't i never get the urge that i want to go back dancing when i be down on my as y'all would say, a dick, but I don't have a dick. But <laughs> when I'm when I'm down and out, like I don't be feeling like, oh, I want to go back stripping just so I can make this money to get back on my feet. Like, no, I figure it out. That's what's up. That is I what's figure up. It out. I know through our our, our pre um, podcast conversation, man, you talked about some businesses, some ventures. That, that you were had your hand in. Could you tell our audience a little bit about that? Yes. I um <clears throat> sorry. I do hair and I also sell hair. And you can follow me on Instagram at successful chick hair. I will be moving in North Carolina moving to North Carolina next month. Um I also sell designer items. You can follow that Instagram page at successful underscore luxury. And I also have growth oil that's on my hair page too. So I have a growth oil business. I sell hair, I do hair, and I sell clothes. I also have regular clothes and then I have the luxury items. So ladies, you guys heard it here first, man. She got what you need. She most <laughs> definitely got your needs from head to toe. Toy, it has been a pleasure. Most definitely, I got to have you come back on the show. We got to do a part two, a part three, and a <laughs> part four. Because I'm telling you guys, you guys, you got to get the book. The secrets she kept and the lies she told. When I tell you, it is a good book. Go and get it. It's the experience of a young lady that was caught in the game with no guidance and, and involved crazy sex and a lot of betrayal. Trust me when I tell you. It's going to be part of the books. going to have your mouth open. Some part of the reading, you're going to giggle. But I'm quite sure if you read the book, you will enjoy it most definitely oh and tell us about 
your podcast, man. Come on. How can how can uh, we forget that, man? Right, right, right. And after I said everything, I was like, okay, and I didn't even say my podcast. Um, my podcast is very free. We don't talk about um any drama or messy stuff. We don't talk about politics or religion. We stay away from that stuff because that stuff can be touchy. So we talk about everyday life, things that we go through. So our audience submit questions and we talk about it on our show every Friday on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. It's called Sip Tea with Toy and Bean. So catch us every Friday at 8 p.m. where we're discussing different topics and it's real life, like questions that people think of they submit them to us, and we talk about them on live. Most definitely, most definitely. You guys have heard it here on the den. Once again, once again, I am so happy that you took some time out of your busy schedule to come join us in the den. And most Thank definitely, you. we got to have you back. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Toy Beckman. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Make sure you guys order my book. I now have a paperback available and an ebook available on Amazon. And give them the name of that book again. The Secret She Kept and the Lies She Told. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. You could have been anywhere in the world today, but you stopped by to hang out with your boy Isaac, a.k.a. The Finisher at the Den. If ain't nobody tell you they love you today, I love you guys.